I'm Dean Jackson. He's Joe Polish. And this is the I Love Marketing Podcast. It's Dean Jackson and Joe Polish, and uh, here we are at it again with a very special bonus episode. You know, on I Love Marketing, we teach people how to, you know, just basically build a business and be more effective with their marketing and their messaging and their packaging and their conversion and all that stuff. Um, But beyond that, we meet and are introduced to many amazing uh, thinkers. And uh, today we've got a, a very special guest. Um, a good friend of mine, uh, Dr. Mark Hyman, um, world-famous doctor. Um, he's got testimonials from everyone from President Clinton to uh, you know, Dr. Oz to Dean Ornish, who uh, we recently had on I Love Marketing, to Rick Warren, to Deepak Chopra, Jack Canfield, you know, Chris Carr. I mean, everyone. Uh, he's just a really well-known guy. And he uh, spoke at... Uh, you know, our Genius Network annual event in New York uh, gave an amazing I was going to say, he gave one of the most popular talks, yeah. yeah he's, and, and I don't know if, uh, Mark, how are you, first off? I'm, I'm keep fantastic. Talking about awesome, awesome. Well, great great to have you. And, and I don't even know if Mark knows this, but you're the only person that was given an extra minute at the <laughs> New York event. When people are given 10-minute talks, we literally gave you an 11-minute one. But, fantastic. Um, That's great. <laughs> That's why it was so good. That was it. It's the extra minute. <laughs> well, let, let me quickly kind of go over just a short bio of who Mark is, if, if uh, no one's heard of him before that is, well, you should have heard of him, but if you haven't, here's who he is. Um, Mark Hyman, MD, believes that every individual deserves a life of vitality and that they have the potential to create it for themselves. That's why he is dedicated to tackling the root cause of chronic disease by harnessing the power of functional medicine to transform healthcare. Um, Dr. Mark Hyman is a practicing family physician, a six-time number one New York Times bestselling author. That doesn't mean six times bestselling author. He's been a number one on New York Times six times. That's pretty amazing. And uh, an internationally recognized leader, speaker, educator, and advocate in his field. He's also the founder and medical director of the Ultra Wellness Center, chairman of the board of the Institute for Functional Medicine, a medical editor of the Huffington Post, and a regular medical contributor on uh, Katie Couric's TV show, Katie. And as at the time we're actually recording this, right before we, we, we started recording the episode, uh, Mark, you mentioned that uh, today your both your books, The Blood Sugar Solution and The Blood Sugar Solution Cookbook, are number 12 and number 17 on New York Times. That's right. It's amazing, even after they've been out for a year and over a year and a half and a year, almost a year for the other one. It's great. Well, why is this? Is it because these books are just so amazing or because you have a lot of friends or you get on TV I a do. lot? I I have a lot of friends, but I don't think that's why. <laughs> <laughs> it's on the bestsellers because the friends don't love me that much. <laughs> um, you know, it's interesting. We're in, a, we're in an incredibly uh, important time where the sort of hunger for good information about how to fix our food crisis, our healthcare crisis, our personal issues around food, how to deal with obesity, diabetes, prediabetes. This is a problem that affects one out of every two Americans. And I think, you know, the way I talk about it makes sense to people. You know, I was with Queen Rani of 
Jordan the other day, and she says, Mark, you know, this whole approach just makes so much sense. Like, I don't know why no one's ever explained it like this before. And I think that's really the key. Yeah, well, you know, for for people that don't know you, how would you actually describe yourself? And then, and then I do want to recommend to all of our listeners that they pick up probably all your books because I think it, it's just definitely something someone that cares about their health and their longevity and their children would be well served, and they'll they'll understand why as we as we get into this. Um, but people that don't know you, how how would you describe who you are and what you do? Well, I'm a, I'm passionate about health and wellness, and I'm really a health evangelist in a sense, a missionary for getting people to recognize that most of the things that they suffer from have clear solutions. And they have solutions they're not hearing about because our medical paradigm is wrong. It's based on the body as a set of separate parts, and you go to each doctor for each part instead of somebody who understands the interconnections, the dynamic system that our body actually is. This is a model that I didn't come up with, but I've evolved and helped develop called functional medicine. I'm the chairman of the Institute for Functional Medicine, and we train physicians all over the world in how to think about health differently. In fact, I, uh, I just was asked by Toby Cosgrove, the chairman of the Cleveland Clinic, the CEO of the Cleveland Clinic, to be, come to Cleveland and to start a functional medicine institute there to really bring this into healthcare systems because it's really the solution for improving people's health outcomes and fixing the underlying problem. So, for example, I saw a woman the other day who was going to get her colon taken out. This is the the niece of uh, one of the top executives at Microsoft. And he told me, he said, look, Mark, they're going to take out her colon. I said, don't let them do that. Have her come see me. So we, instead of giving her drugs to suppress her immune system and shut off the inflammation, I said, why is her colon so inflamed? Why does she have colitis? And... That's a different question that most doctors don't ask. And so we found she had food sensitivities, gluten reactions, problems with her microbiome in her gut. So we restored her microbiome, the gut flora. We restored her immune system, got rid of the things that were irritating her, provided the things her body needed to thrive. And six weeks later, she's off all her medication and her colitis is gone. That's not possible using the approach that we have today. Uh, We reverse diabetes, reverse chronic digestive issues, migraines, arthritis, depression. So many of my books are really talking about how to use this model to fix the fundamental drivers of of chronic illness in this country. Hmm. Yeah, and I mean, you have such a slew of success stories. It's uh, incredible. I mean, my first introduction to you before we ever met in person was I I read Ultra Prevention, which was an amazing book. And, you know, and I'm, I'm very, you know, very much focused on on working out and exercise and eating and, and, and I, you know, every time I'm around you or read any of your new books, I'm always learning more on just how to be better and better. And so uh, anyone that just does not feel great, half the time they don't even know that they don't feel, you know, great because they haven't felt great like ever or in a long right. time. Right. And, and you come up with really interesting words, like you have a, a, a diabetes. And right. so let's kind of start word, with that. by the way, yeah. Yeah, what, what is diabetes and, and how do you, you know, how do you prevent it? Why has it become such a huge problem? Well, well, let's just talk about, you know, what is really going on in America today. I mean, we're seeing 70% of Americans are overweight. We're seeing 40% of kids overweight. We're seeing uh, type 2 diabetes or prediabetes in one out of every two Americans. This is what I call diabetes. People think that, you know, if you're just overweight, it's fine until you get a disease. But the point of calling it diabetes is to explain to people in very clear language that if you're fat, you're sick. If you're fat, you may not have a diagnosed disease, but there is an underlying metabolic disorder 
that is not diagnosed over 90% of the time by your doctor called diabetes or prediabetes for those people. 25% of diabetics are not diagnosed and over 90% of prediabetics are not diagnosed. And the reason it's important is not just because you get diabetes, but it's the cause of everything else. It's the cause of heart attacks. It's the cause of strokes, of dementia. They call dementia now type 3 diabetes. It's the cause of many cancers. Is that right? Wow. Yeah, because, because you get insulin resistance in the brain or prediabetes in the brain. Prediabetes causes predementia. The data on this is absolutely clear. And most people do not recognize it. So most people are walking around thinking everything's fine. The doctor gives them a little cholesterol pill and everything's fine. Where in fact, they're actually having a smoldering fire going on inside. It's not only causing them to have risk for these diseases, but also causes depression. It causes infertility. It causes sexual dysfunction. It causes low sex drive. In men, it lowers testosterone, lowers muscle mass, lowers sex, uh, libido and, and sexual function. In women, it can cause infertility and acne and hair growth and uh, in the wrong places and hair loss in the places you want to keep it. So it's really a, mm. an incredible problem that it is almost ignored whole scale. And I, you know, I, I see this all the time. I just uh, had dinner with Larry Summers the other night. He's, he's agreed to let me talk about, about him as a patient. He's, in fact, he's a prolesthetizer for me, but he's lost 50 pounds. And he, he uh, was standing uh, at a conference that I was at. And I went up to Larry and said, hey, Larry, you know, this is what is happening inside your body. This is what your lab tests show. This is what your doctor didn't tell you about it. And this is why it's a problem. And he looked at me like I was kind of out of my mind. But I was right. You know, he, he actually had uh, prediabetes. We got him off of the things that were triggering it, the refined starches and flours. He's lost tremendous amounts of weight. His you know, knees don't hurt him anymore. He's off gluten, which is it was a big trigger for him. And, you know, most people who are seeing the best physicians in the best hospitals, here is the former Treasury Secretary, the former head of Obama's team, the former president of Harvard, who's not getting the right information. So, and he's a smart guy. So what about the rest of us? Uh, how, how are we going to get the right information? Well, we have to be willing to sort of look beyond the headlines and look in a little deeper. That's why I'm really so passionate about writing for the Huffington Post every week, talking about these issues in, in, in talks all around the world. I went to Davos this year, been to, to you know, Ted Med, and I saw you there, Joe. It was great. And, you know, it's really an important mission I have to get this word out so people can be empowered to create change. Yeah, well, you know, you, you said you said something really interesting about uh, you know information. I mean, in your, in your uh, blood sugar solution cookbook, you actually have this line where food is information, and I highlighted that because I just think it's such an interesting statement because um, so many people just don't even think of it that way. And I'd, I'd love to have you uh, elaborate on that. Yeah, well, this just goes back to the whole calorie concept. You know, we we all think that that uh, calories are all created equally. A calorie from, you know, Oreos, a calorie from, you know, chicken or fish or broccoli. It's all the same. You know, it's a form of energy. And this is one of the myths that's really holding America back because we, we see um, that, that there's really no difference in what we're eating as long as we eat a certain amount of calories or don't eat a certain amount of calories, where the truth is that the quality of those calories matter and they do completely different things to your body. So let's just take an example. If you, first of all, what's a calorie? For most people who don't know, it's a, it's a, a physics um, measurement that measures the amount of energy it takes to raise one liter of water, one degree centigrade. And in a laboratory, 
all calories are the same. 1,000 calories from broccoli, 1,000 calories from cheesecake are exactly the same. But we don't live in a vacuum or a laboratory. Our bodies are actually a dynamic metabolic system. So I did this on the Oz show, but if you take the example of a soda that's 20 ounces, it's 240 calories compared to 240 calories of broccoli. The 20-ounce soda has 15 teaspoons of sugar, has caffeine, has all sorts of chemicals and additives. It's got high fructose corn syrup. It has no vitamins and minerals, no fiber, no protein, uh, and is, is essentially all sugar. When you drink it, it quickly raises your insulin and blood sugar levels. It goes right to your liver. It starts a factory called uh, a lipogenesis factory, which is basically a fat production factory in your liver. It causes your triglycerides to go up, your good cholesterol to go down. It causes you to store belly fat. It dysregulates your appetite, makes you hungrier. It creates inflammation in your body. It affects your testosterone, driving it down if you're a man, and causes your testosterone fact to go up if you're a woman. It dysregulates your whole metabolism and your whole biochemistry. Whereas the exact same amount of calories from broccoli has a totally different information content. So when I say food is information, food contains messages that go directly to your cells and your hormones and your genes, telling them what to do every second. So when you have the broccoli, it has seven and a half cups of broccoli is what 240 calories is. So good luck if you can eat it, you know, uh, <laughs> right? Second, it's, it's full of fiber. It's 35 grams of fiber. It has um, almost no sugar, maybe a half a teaspoon if you just bring all the sugar out of the natural sugar out of the broccoli. And it has all sorts of vitamins and minerals, magnesium, folate, B vitamins. It has powerful phytonutrients called uh, glucosinolates that are upregulators of detoxification in your body, help you get rid of environmental toxins, help you increase uh, your antioxidant capacity, uh, reduce inflammation in the body. Powerful compounds that you don't get in the soda. So even though they have the same amount of calories, they have totally different effects on your body. The, the broccoli will lower your blood sugar, lower your cholesterol, um, reduce inflammation in your body, do the exact opposite. Instead of giving you a fatty liver, it'll heal your liver. So this is what I mean when I say food is information and that all calories are not created equal. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's more evidence that even just what you described with soda is that soda is indeed liquid Satan. So, Yeah, I call um, it liquid death. <laughs> yes, yes. No, that, that, that's, well, let, let, let me ask, uh, Dean, do you have any questions? Because you know me, I'm just going to... Because that same, you know, one of the things that's interesting, though, is you're describing the calorie things there. And a lot of times people think, well... Um, but you know, diet soda is no calories. This is true. Is that yeah? What's even happening there? I mean, what's is the that... deal with diet soda? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Good question. Yeah, so that's where logically people go, and of course, that's where Coke and Pepsi have gone. Well, we have 180 lower no calorie drinks. How wonderful is that? And what a great thing we're doing to solve the obesity crisis. Well, nonsense. The only low, the only no calorie drink that's good is called water. <laughs> okay, and every other. <laughs> And the, um, the reason it's a problem is that, is that when you have an artificial sweetener, it's, it's hundred to sometimes a thousand times sweeter than regular sugar. It lands on your taste buds. It, it activates a neural circuit that increases insulin in your body. It, it slows your metabolism, makes you store body fat. It makes you hungrier. It makes you crave more sugar. You eat more. And in, in human studies, they've shown that it increases your risk of diabetes by 66% if you have one large diet soda a week. And most people drink it like water wow. because they think it's safe. 
And you look at, mm-hmm. at other studies in animal studies, they found that it actually increases body fat percent by 14% in two weeks. That makes the animals eat more, even though they're eating the, the artificially sweetened yogurt, they eat more of it because they're hungrier. So it completely dysregulates everything, and it's not the answer. Yeah, you know, you know what's wow. interesting too. Th- th- this is this is such important knowledge for people that don't have it, uh, and it needs to get converted into actions. Uh, you know, one thing in your in your book, the Blood uh, Sugar Solution Cookbook, you have this uh, one thing in the intro where you say three simple actions can change everything: do a fridge makeover, do a pantry makeover, and do a shopping cart makeover. And then, of course, in the book, you not only give all the recipes, how to shop. I mean, you basically, you know, teaches people how to do all of this stuff. And you have communities and all kinds of other things that support this. And the point I want to make is that, you know, out of all of the the things that people spend their time and money and attention on, uh, I can't think of anything that would have a longer-term uh, lifelong of effect. Even, you know, we, we focused on teaching people how to run businesses and how to make more money and, and make more sales. And, and I think that's critically important. Uh, and something that's more important than that is, is your health because all the money in the world is useless if you're, you know, completely unhealthy. And, you know, we've all heard this and people say it and it's not until they're in the position where it actually really sinks in that, you know, if, if, if you lose your health, I mean, you would do anything. You would give every penny you own that's to get right. it back. That's right. And, and so with what you're teaching, I mean, if, if someone is not fully aware of this, which the vast majority of people are not, you would be doing your self and your family and your children uh, such a huge service to not only pick up these books. I mean, for nothing, you know, people can buy your books. Um, but more importantly, the the long-term effect, you know, when it like not going to doctors, uh, becoming healthier. I mean, another thing you say in the books is that food is medicine. That's right. And, and yeah. you, you, ha- you, you have kitchen. this. <laughs> the cure is in the kitchen. Yeah, yeah, you have this great saying. I want you to talk. You're known for saying that what is at the end of the fork is more important than the the bottom of the pill bottle. And can you explain what that means? Yeah, you know, we we think that that um, you know drugs are needed for real diseases. And if you really are sick, you really need a medication. That that, that food is just not going to do it. In fact, you know, maybe if you eat well early on, you can prevent disease. But Food is medicine? Not really. In fact, a cardiologist from Harvard went said to me recently, he said, he said, Mark, he said, if food was medicine, I would have learned about it in medical school. <laughs> you know, oh, the boy. most stupid thing I'd ever heard, you know. And we, it's actually what we believe. If we haven't learned in medical school, it can't be true. Well, the fact is that food is way more powerful than anything you'll find in a prescription bottle. It works faster, better, and cheaper. You know, if you look at what it does, is it regulates thousands of genes balances dozens of hormones, improves the function, and optimizes tens of thousands of protein networks. It works faster, better than any drug ever discovered. It has no side effects, and it's available to almost everybody on the planet. And it's just, it's a simple concept. Real food made from real ingredients, cooked by you or a human nearby you. <laughs> you know, that's basically it. And it's, and it's, it's, uh, you know, we see this all the time. I got I got a comment on the uh, you know on my on Amazon on my cookbook that, that this woman wrote in. She said, you know, the recipes uh, you know are great, but it's my experience that type two diabetics are not the kind of people quote who enjoy spending a great deal of time in the kitchen. <laughs> so my my response to her was, you know what, the cure for diabetes is in the kitchen. 
not a prescription medication or an insulin injection. And, I, you know, I didn't design the body that way, but if you don't honor your body's need for real fresh food made from real ingredients, it's impossible to reverse diabetes. And the whole idea that it's a, it's, a, it's a big myth that it takes a long time, that it's hard, that it's expensive to cook your own food, the science and the facts are really quite different with a few simple cooking skills. And, and I, I recently went down to South Carolina making a movie with Katie Kirk and Laurie David who made Inconvenient Truth, and we're trying to make the Inconvenient Truth for for childhood obesity. And it's called Fed Up. It's coming out in uh, January. I think it's Sundance, hopefully. And, and I went down there to work with a family who, the son was massively overweight. He was 16 years old. He had hypertension, prediabetes. He was very unhealthy. He was trying to lose weight. His father was 42 on dialysis from, you know, having the same way. His mother was huge, 42. And, and they were all suffering. And the father had to lose 30 pounds or he couldn't get a kidney transplant which he needed to do to save his life so they were pretty distressed and they were trying to do the right thing but they had never been given the right information they'd never been taught how to cook they'd never been taught what real good food was they were they bought the myth that it was expensive and difficult and complicated and so as a doctor i went down there and i showed them their lab results and i said like let's let's go not into my office let's go into your home so we went to their trailer and i said okay let's cook a meal and let's make something fun delicious and simple and inexpensive so there's a great guide from the Environmental Working Group, and I'm on the board of the Environmental Working Group, and it's called Good Food on a Tight Budget. And, and it's simply you know, a, few, a few guidelines of what are real foods that you can buy that are not that expensive. You don't want to be buying you know, lobster, but you can buy you know, good quality fish or good quality protein and other things at, at a low price. So we got turkey chili, roasted sweet potatoes, a salad, and we, baked, we got some asparagus to stir fry. Now, I went in their trailer. They, had never had, they never had knives. They didn't have a cutting board. It was quite striking, but I showed them how, to, how fun it was to all sit together and cook together, how, how it didn't take very long. And at the end, we had a delicious meal of turkey chili and roasted sweet potatoes and, and a wonderful salad with real dressing, not some garbage with high fructose corn syrup and trans fats. And they all loved it. And I thought, you know, great, I'm going to give my cookbook. I'm going to get them some knives and a cutting board. And I've I got to go home because I don't live in South Carolina. And, you know, I wish them good luck. And I left. And I just got an email from Brady, the kid. He said, you know, thank you, Dr. Hyman, for helping us because when you left, we, we went shopping, we, we, we used your cookbook, and my mother's lost 47 pounds, my, I've lost 30 pounds, my dad's lost 30 pounds, we're off all our medication, you know, my dad can soon get a kidney. I mean, this is, the, <laughs> this is simply from going into the kitchen to use food as medicine. That, that is mm. awesome. That is, that, you know, what, what's, what's great about that, too, is that a lot of people – they have it made up in their mind that they can't do this. I mean, they see other people that'll do it, and they see TV shows where they see people just struggling, you know, with intense workouts. And you know as well as I do, you know, the food is the number one thing. I mean, it's what you put in your body. And it's just getting them to believe, you know, yeah, it's possible for Mark Hyman. Yeah, it's possible for these other people, but it's not possible for me because the cravings are intense. I, yeah, you know, absolutely. I. So in your, 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 you got an upcoming book on food addiction, and I'm a big believer in the compulsive, out of control, um, addictive urges that basically, you know, so many people that you know, they can't. When it comes to food, that's that's the world they live in. So it's it's hard for them to even comprehend this is a choice. So I'd love to have you speak to that and and how hard is this really to transform your life with? Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's really interesting, Joe, you ask that because, you know, what I write about is that the food industry has hijacked 
our taste buds, our brain chemistry, and our biology. And we are literally victim to the intentional, deliberate, and purposeful hijacking of our bodies and our kitchens by the food industry. If you haven't read this, I'd encourage you to read a book called Salt, um, Sugar, and Fat by Michael Moss, who I met recently. And it's 300 different food industry executives, scientists, um, and and the people involved in the food industry were interviewed by Michael Moss. And he, he was like a muckraking book looking at the underbelly of what happens. So General Mills decided we were going to snowball America into eating convenience foods and have them believe that this is the way we should all go. They got rid of home economics, they invented Betty Crocker, and we're on our way. And it got worse and worse and worse. And now there are 600,000 processed foods, 80% of them have added sugar. The, the, um, the problem is that they, 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 they are deliberate in how they design these foods to create the perfect thing, what they call the bliss point. The bliss point of food is that perfect point when you're completely addicted and you want to eat more and more and more. And uh, they, they hire craving experts, and they want to get the mouthfeel right, and they have heavy users. It's really the language of addiction that they're using in how they're designing their foods, and it's working. And, um, and the problem is that, that people don't realize this, and they think it's their fault, that they blame themselves. It's just gluttony. You know, the, the food industry and the government have three basic mantras. One, it's all about personal responsibility. You know, if you just had more willpower, it's just about, you know, white knuckling it and just doing the right thing for yourself and if you don't you're lazy and a pig the second thing is is it's all about uh you know moderation there are no good and bad foods it's just it's just about moderating your behavior and third that it's just really all about exercise if you exercise enough that you'll you'll overcome this and all those are complete nonsense and myths you cannot control uh you know if, if you're an addict you can't control the behavior easily. If your body's hijacking, you don't even know it, it's even harder. So why are we seeing 12-year-olds who need liver transplants now from drinking soda? Why are we seeing two-year-olds who can't even walk because they're so fat because they've been drinking Coke since they've been in the baby carriage? This is a real problem. So the, right. the food addiction thing is, is a real issue. Now, I, I just finished my next book on it, and we found this. We did a, we did a group, 600 people. We did it online. Um, got them through the beta of the program and, and just to see how it went. And so I designed the food in a way that quickly shuts off the addiction. It quickly changes your brain chemistry and resets all the dials on your hormones and your neurotransmitters so the cravings go away within 24 to 48 hours. And then you start to feel good and you, you, you start to heal. And what happened was amazing. In this group, you know, people wrote in that they've never thought this was possible, that they'd always been victim of their cravings, that they didn't think it could be solved. And they saw this tremendous change in their body in just 10 days. The average weight loss in 10 days was about 8 pounds, but people lost up to 25 pounds. They had incredible health changes. So not only was the weight loss a big success, the cravings went away, but people felt better. And we, we, we have people fill out a medical symptom score. So it's like, do I have a headache and do I have joint pain and I'm tired? Do I have sleep issues? Do I have sinus problems, allergies, digestive issues, bloating? Uh, do, you know, whatever, uh, you know, their symptoms might have. We have a whole questionnaire and they score at zero to four. The average score in 10 days went down 62% in the whole group of 600 people. Now, there is no drug on the planet that in 10 days can reduce all symptoms from all diseases by 62%. That's the power That's of food. That's amazing. That's the power of food. 
And it's not like no, I'm I mean, a genius <laughs> or anything. This is just the science. I didn't, I didn't invent this. This is just when I'm a, I'm a junkie of, of science. And I read the scientific papers. I read the literature. I talk to my colleagues who are scientists. And it just, it's there. But there's so much media misinformation and confusion that people just want to give up and you know, don't know what to do. Yeah. Well, well, no, this, this, is, this is good. And um, so why did you end up writing a cookbook? As a doctor, the best thing I can do to, 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 for people's health is to teach them about food and teach them how to cook. Is the single most important, powerful thing you can do for your health. You know, exercise is great, and I love exercise. I just played tennis. I'm very active. I'm very fit, and it's really important for your mood and your energy and your sleep and all sorts of things for healthy aging. But you cannot lose weight by only focusing on exercise. If you have one 20-ounce soda, you have to walk four and a half miles to burn it off. If you have one supersized meal, you have to jog four miles a day every single day for one week to burn off that one meal. Okay, if you ate a fast food supersized meal every day, you'd have to run a marathon every day just to keep up. So there's no way America can, can exercise its way out of the junk food, processed food, high, high refined sugar diet. I mean, we have the average American has about 150 pounds of sugar and 146 pounds of white flour every year. That's like basically a pound of sugar and flour every day for every American. That's a lot, okay? And that's what's driving this problem. So the reason I wrote a cookbook was I want people to know that there's a way to eat that tastes fantastic, it's easy to make, it's really delicious, and it's full of amazing flavors and textures and spices and wonderful ingredients that are accessible to everybody, and that it's not that hard. And that if you, if you want to regain your health, you, you either have to have enough money where you can hire a chef to cook for you, or you learn some simple cooking techniques. And and I can cook a meal. Like I, I invited 30 people from my office for a party. They all worked so hard for me in my practice at the Ultra Wellness Center, and I invited them to my house for a party, and I cooked a meal for them. And I, it took me about an hour to cook a, a, a four-course meal for 30 people. I made a very simple, you know, arugula salad. I got a big plate of arugula with um, grilled skirt steak, grass-fed skirt steak. I sliced it on top. Now, you can... You know, ideally, skirt steak is pretty inexpensive and grass-fed is not that expensive. And I try to have, have you know, grass-fed or sustainably raised meats because they're, they're, they're full of otherwise hormones and compounds that are not great for you. And they have better quality fats and less inflammatory. And then I made, um, I just put a little olive oil and balsamic vinegar on top of that, salt and pepper, delicious. I made a potato salad of russet potatoes, which are lower glycemic, with parsley chopped up with olive oil and lemon dressing, salt and pepper, very simple. I made um, a tomato salad, sliced summer tomatoes with uh, sliced mozzarella, fresh basil from my garden, and uh, a few avocados, some olive oil and vinegar. That's it. Three courses, very simple to make. The whole thing took me an hour. And then I made a dessert, which was sounds kind of weird, but I have some recipes like this in my, in my book, and some of these recipes are in my cookbook. Um, a chia seed uh, pudding, which is essentially these... As South American seeds, they used to have the chia pet, but actually they're a food. And they, they're very rich in omega-3 fats, very high in fiber, very high in protein. And if you soak them, they become like tapioca almost. So I put coconut milk and strawberries and lime zest and a little bit of honey in a blender, poured it over the chia seeds, sort of folded in um, 
berries, like strawberry, uh, blueberries and, and raspberries, and then let it sit in the fridge. And that's, that's a simple dinner, and it, it really wasn't a big deal to make. There weren't complicated recipes. It was fresh, whole, real food, very low glycemic, full of phytonutrients. Everything in there had a purpose and a, and a meaning and had special ingredients that were powerful and full of phytonutrients, vitamins and minerals, and antioxidants and anti-inflammatory compounds. And it's not that hard to do. Yeah, I even had the chia seed. I, I had a concoction of it that I made uh, last night uh, based on your, you know, right out of the <laughs> I, I made it with, uh, with blueberries and uh, there was no strawberries in there. But uh, it's awesome and it tastes wonderful. And everything in your cookbook, I mean, people that are used to eating, you know, fast food or used to eating a lot of sugar, um, a lot of times they think, well, you know, I, I don't want to make these sacrifices. Actually, you know, I, I want to be able to live and, and you know, the food that's really healthy is bland. I mean, I hear that, you know, all the time. Oh, my God, no. I mean, it's uh, I'm, I'm a foodie. I, you know, in fact, you know, someone, they took the recipes from the book and they were like, uh, and the detox would be like, man, this is detox for foodies. Because <laughs> the recipes right. were so fantastic. And it's really it's really great to get reacquainted with food. And the problem is it's scary because most people don't know their way around the kitchen. They don't have the right equipment. They don't know anything about the ingredients. They don't know what to shop for. They don't know what to put in their pantry. They don't know any of this. And, you know, one of the things that I really pride myself on is giving people the practical tools, sort of making it goof-proof. You know, how do you make this goof-proof so people can just, you know, open the book, learn what to do, and just go do it, and if they just follow the directions. Like this family in South Carolina who never cooked before. Now they're cooking three meals a day, and they're loving it, and it's not that hard. Well, so why is why is the blood sugar solution different from any other option that's available? I mean, there's a million different diets. So what what makes this one different? Well, this isn't really a diet. Um, it's it's a way of using food to 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 heal the body, and, and food is medicine, and using the science of what we know to create a program that's doable for people. So it's it's not just a diet; it's actually a way of of, of of actually healing from chronic disease. So the chronic illness that we have as a country is diabetes. It's the single biggest problem we have. And it's designed to fix that problem and deal with the root causes of it. It, it really analyzes you know, hundreds of research studies and synthesizes them into really practical strategies for weight loss. For example, sleep. You know, if, you, if you don't sleep enough, you're going to crave junk food. The study just came out this week on that. And there was other studies preceding it that, that explain that. It also has a way of personalizing the program so that if you have various imbalances, for example, we know that the microbiome is, is, is a new thing that people are talking about, but I've been writing about this for over a decade, that the gut flora play a role in your metabolism and weight. So how do you work with that? How do you fix that? How do you address that? In the book, I explain exactly how to do that. We know that toxins can be a factor in weight problems. In the blood sugar solution, I explain how do you deal with the way in which toxins cause obesity. We talk about inflammation that can be caused by food sensitivities like gluten or dairy. Also, we discuss how to identify and find those things. There's quizzes and questionnaires which you can use as a self-guided exploration of your particular problems and help you self-diagnose your problem and help you self-prescribe a self-care program that usually works. So 80% of the time, you don't even need to see the doctor. Like this woman I was I was telling you about before, she was overweight, she had food cravings, she had diabetes, she was you know, 120 pounds overweight. In the year, just by following the program, she lost 120 pounds. And she didn't do any exercise either. That's the other thing. She's starting now to exercise because she's feeling better about herself. 
You know, that's a key point, too. I mean, a lot of people don't work out and don't exercise simply because either they're too fatigued and they feel too bad or they, they just feel ashamed. That's right. Um, Mark, what's the, what's the difference between the kind of energy that you end up um, feeling? You talk about the, the blood sugar and using we're so used to as a society reaching for Coke and caffeine and, and sugar, which gives people energy, but then gives them those spikes. Right. What, what's energy, the difference really. between? Yeah, exactly. I guess I'm, I'm starting to see that. What's the difference between the, the energy um, of eating the way you're talking, eliminating all of those things, Absolutely. And that's a great question, Dean. What, when I, um, talk a lot, uh, I speak, I speak about energy management because most of us don't know how to create energy. We use caffeine, mm -hmm. we use sugar, we use stimulants, we use uppers and downers, we use ADD medication. I mean, I can't tell you how many adults I see now on Adderall and speed. I mean, it's just basically speed. It's like legalized speed. And, and the, uh, they say they have adult ADD or, whatever to get the medication, but this is really an epidemic of, of people who have energy deficits, who are fatigued, who, who need something to help them go. And what I've learned over the years as a physician is that there's a way to create energy in the body. There's a way to, to create natural energy, and it's not by using stimulants. It's not by sugar. It's not by actually doing the things that people typically do in this country. It's by understanding how your body works. So the blood sugar solution is, in a sense, is a way of, of learning how to have maximum energy management. How do you maximize your energy every day? How do you eat in a way that improves your energy, that increases your energy, that boosts your metabolism? How do you eat in a way that, that actually um, makes you sleep better, that makes you able to exercise uh, more efficiently, that makes you able to concentrate and focus when you want to concentrate and focus? Uh, how do you eat in a way that gives you uh, not only just energy, but also a sense of well-being and happiness. Um, how do you do it in a way that gives you sustained energy where you don't have these dips and crashes all day long? So, for example, mm -hmm. this morning, you know, I, I work hard in the morning. I'm seeing patients. I, I eat at 7 o'clock in the morning, and I don't really often get to eat till 12.30, 1 o'clock, and it's a long period of time to go without eating. So I have, um, in the morning, I have a shake, and I have a whole food protein shake. I put in cranberries. I put in frozen blueberries. I put in hemp seeds, chia seeds, almond butter, coconut butter, pumpkin seeds, Brazil nuts. I put a little, uh, almond milk in it, uh, maybe half a lemon, blend it up in, the, in my Vitamix, and I have a few glasses of that. And it lasts me all the way through till, till the um, middle of lunchtime. And I don't feel like these dips and cravings and hunger at all. I'm, I, I used to. I mean, I used to be a sugar addict. I used to have, you know, giant chocolate chip cookie, half a pint of Ben and Jerry's, a quadruple espresso, and then go to work in the emergency room. You know, that was my <laughs> pregame meal. <laughs> you know, and I would get a, it would keep me zooming for five or six hours, seven hours, and then I would crash, and then I have to go find mm -hmm. something else. And, and that's not really uh, the way to manage your energy. So the, the whole approach to this is to learn how to fuel your body in the right way. Learning, I mean, listen, if, if you think of your body as an, you know, as a, 
like a racehorse, for example. You know, if you have a racehorse, you know exactly how to feed that racehorse to get maximum performance out of that racehorse. You know, if you're an elite athlete, you know, a biker, you are focused on how do I eat in a way to maximize my performance. Well, that's exactly what everybody else can do. You don't have to. You don't just have to be an elite athlete or a racehorse to get that benefit of that nutritional knowledge. That's what I've distilled and summarized in the Blood Sugar Solution Cookbook and the Blood Sugar Solution to give people the practical tools to do that and, and give them the maximum energy that they possibly can have and heal the things that are really underlying a lot of the fatigue issues that people have. Hmm. You know what it strikes me that the way that we manage it right now by adding the sugar and the caffeine and things like that is really proof that the, your blood sugar system really does um, create energy, except we're using negative things to do it. And you're saying if we use the positive things, that kind of energy is sustainable without all of the, uh, without all the crashing and the long-term and short-term negative effects. That's right. That's right. I mean, you, you, you know, mm. you, you, you get a short-term win, but you long, long-term you lose. You upgrade mm-hmm. your health. You, you actually increase your risk of having health-related illnesses like heart disease, cancer, diabetes, dementia. You know, it's, it's, it's really a shame that we really haven't given ourselves the chance to learn these simple skills. I mean, the things that are most important that we want to learn in school, we don't learn. How to, how to have a healthy body and how to take care of our bodies, how to take care of our finances and how to have healthy relationships. <laughs> and they're the three most mm. important things you need for a successful life, and we don't learn them. Right. Well, you know, that's actually kind of the key here because this is, uh, I mean, I, I, I say it so much that I think it sounds redundant that uh, this affects everything else that you do. I mean, if you don't have this one area of your life together, uh, your sleep is going to suck, your focus is going to suck, your energy level is going to suck, you're going to be lethargic, uh, you're probably going to be sick, you're probably going to spend a lot of money on drugs. If not now, if you don't take time out for this now, you're going to take time out for it later. All of those habits are going to be viewed by other people. If you're the leader of other people, with many of our listeners are, they're the bosses, they run their own companies, and, and you know you, people see your actions. And you're, if you have children, you, they're, they're going to adopt your habits, your lifestyle habits. I mean, there's a ripple effect of a bad lifestyle. I, you know, I even hate saying the word bad, but it's like if you, it, it, well, it's true. I mean, it, it, you know, if you if you put crap into your body, there's a lot of other uh, there's consequences uh, for that. And the challenge is, there's a lot of people that actually think they're eating healthy when once they read your book, they actually realize they're really not. You even talk about there's a lot of you know you call them skinny fat. Uh, you know, That's people right. that are thin, they don't look overweight, but they're incredibly unhealthy in what's going on in their bodies. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I just have something like that today in my practice. They, they look relatively thin, but they might have belly fat inside around their organs. And that mm. fat that we call visceral fat or VAT instead of FAT, that is very inflammatory. That causes high triglycerides, low HDL, causes heart disease, inflammation. And that's what really drives so much of our our chronic disease. And in fact, 25% of people who are thin in this country, and there's not many of us left, <laughs> you know, are actually skinny fat people. They have prediabetes, and they're actually at higher risk of death than if you have prediabetes and you're overweight. So you're not sort of home free if you're thin. You have to really look at what's happening on the inside. They call it metabolically obese normal weight. Or skinny fat. 
Yeah, that's fascinating. Uh, in 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 the blood sugar uh, solution cookbook, uh, you talk about how in in the 1900s only two percent of meals were eaten outside of the home, and now it's over fifty percent. And I'm reading directly. And m- most of the meals eaten at home today are factory-made science projects cooked in a microwave. The consumption of industrial, fast, and processed food is driving our epidemic of obesity, diabetes, and chronic disease that now affects every other American. Uh, we need a food and cooking revolution to, to change that. Um, I'd like to, to, to talk about that because even uh, the other day, I actually ate uh, some gluten-free uh, crackers that I actually, they're not really, they're made out of like almond flour and seemingly they're healthy and, and they're much healthier than most things. But again, it's one of the few times I eat anything, I ate I, I rarely eat anything out of a package, and uh, I, I believe the Michael Pollan thing. You know, eat foods that have one name, like broccoli. You know, Doritos isn't <laughs> one ingredient. Right? You know, you know, that's right. You know. <laughs> so you know, I, I usually eat whole foods. I hardly ever use microwaves. I mean, there's probably microwave use when I, if I go to a restaurant or something and I'm out and they, you know, put it in a microwave and I don't know, but I, I never use a microwave uh, at my house or I just don't use it unless we're, you know, heating up a, like a heating pad. But I, I you know, I, I just don't, I'm very clean as best I can be with, with how I eat. But even that processed gluten-free thing, I just could tell how I, how it made me feel. Oh yeah. And most people's diets, it's like, that's everything they eat all the time and, and filled with gluten filled with, you know, just crap. And so I'd, I'd love to have you speak to packaged food and processed food and, and what a danger that is that many people don't realize. You know, it, it is, you know, there's so much hidden stuff in the food we eat. I, I remember with his fam with his family, I went down to South Carolina, I, I took everything out of their cupboard, and I put everything on the table from the freezer, the pantry, the fridge, and we started going through and reading labels. And what's really clear is that almost all the fruit is is the same ingredients extruded through machines to come out with different colors, shapes, textures, sizes, and flavors, but it's actually the same ingredients. It's High fructose corn syrup, trans fats or hydrogenated fat, it's MSG, it's white flour, and it's colors, additives, and preservatives. And if you just look at almost any food out there that's a, made from a factory, it's just got those ingredients. Um, it may have some sort of uh, a few other things, but essentially it's all, you know, sugar, flour, and fat, and salt, and MSG. Now, the reason those things are, are problematic is that aside from the fact that they have no nutritional value, is that they've actually all been proven since studied very extensively to cause illness. We know that high fructose corn syrup and high amounts, which is what we're eating, causes diabetes, causes heart disease, causes cancer. We know that trans fat does the same thing. We know that MSG actually is used in rat studies to induce overeating so that you, you spike your insulin when you have MSG. It's in, hidden in everything. It's called natural flavors or autolyzed yeast extract or all kinds of hidden names. There's like 50 hidden names for MSG. Um, and, and, of course, you know, white flour, which is highly addictive because it's the new kind of, like all Franken-wheat that's full of a super starch. It's got super gliden proteins that are very aggressive in, in actually causing celiac and autoimmune disease and inflammation. It also has many, many, many other dangerous features like gluteomorphins that are gluten-like proteins that, that are like morphine. 
and actually go to your brain and cause addictive eating. You know, I mean, have you ever binged on broccoli? But probably not. But you probably binged <laughs> on you know a bag of cookies. Right. Yeah. So it's really. Yeah, what important. do you think of that, Dean? <laughs> all these cookie analogies that you're always making. Yeah, exactly. Well, Wait, no, Jim, the, the, should, Mark, so you'll know. We, we should we, officially we, change that. We should say, yeah, would you yeah, like we, some broccoli? <laughs> yeah, we, we have we have like these analogies where, you know, it's, it's used as a marketing thing. It's not about telling people to eat cookies. It's just the whole thing of, you know, inviting someone over to the house and say, help yourself to anything in the fridge. Most people aren't going to do that. But if you bring out a plate of cookies and put it right in front of them and say, have a cookie, they're probably going to do it. And so... In a lot of ways, that's what food companies do. I mean, we're all about marketing, um, we, teaching people marketing. Uh, but, you know, one of the things that you're a big, uh, you know, proponent of is stopping food marketing to children because some of the food marketing to children is just evil. I mean, it's just flat out well, evil. Well, it kind of is, you know, actually. <laughs> someone, I was over dinner at a friend's house the other night. And he goes, you know, the food industry, it's just organized crime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That was very funny. But the fact is that we're the only country, I think, other than Syria, that lets uh, food companies market junk food and processed food to children. The average kid cannot tell the difference between a commercial and a re- real show until they're eight years old. The average two-year-old can go into a grocery store and name by name brand name foods that they are asking their parents to buy. This is a problem. And the food that they're eating is is completely manipulating their emotions and their point of view. And it's really unfortunate because we we actually um, can stop that. And the FTC was bullied into not stopping it by the um, by by the food industry, and they were going to have their funding withdrawn by the uh, Congress if they actually allowed the FTC to regulate sugar marketing to kids. Now. <laughs> This is really a crime. When we when we can't have our airways managed by our government to protect our children, this is a big issue. Yeah, I to- I totally agree. Uh, a couple couple of things that just because I think you know you hear it all day long. I'm sure in your practice, but uh, and, and I pretty much eat uh, you know gluten free. Uh, rarely have dairy. Um, but that sounds abnormal to some people, and people are like, oh, you know, I've even heard people say this gluten fad. Let's wait till this gluten fad is over, or paleo diets and, and things like that. So, what what is gluten? What's with you know, what's with some of these recent movements and things yeah. that we're hearing about? What does that really mean? So, gluten is this protein that's found in grain, and found in wheat, barley, rye, oats, spelt. Uh, it's found in kemet, triticale. Uh, and uh, it's been there forever, and these foods we've eaten for a long time, 10,000 years. And some of us are fairly well adapted to it. But what's happened over the last 50 years is that we've we've done breeding of plants. And the breeding we've done has changed the wheat to a franken-wheat. It's dwarf wheat that has a super starch, amylopectinate that raises your blood sugar more than, than table sugar. So if you have two tablespoons of table sugar, you're better off than having two slices of whole wheat bread. It has higher amounts of these proteins called gliadin proteins that trigger inflammation in the body and autoimmune disease. And it has uh, the ability to create this gluteomorphin addictive property. And when we've looked at scientific studies on this, we see that number one, there's been a real increase of 400% in the last 50 years 
of true celiac disease. There's an epidemic of latent celiac disease that is where people have antibodies, but they don't have an abnormal intestinal tract uh, yet. <laughs> and, and they yeah. have high risk of heart attacks and cancers between 30 to 75% increased risk. And this is a problem that is not only caused uh, by having celiac, but there's a whole spectrum of gluten sensitivity where people may not have celiac diagnosed by a doctor, but in fact, they have mild sensitivities or moderate sensitivities that create digestive problems or fatigue or depression or cognitive problems or ADD or neurologic problems or autoimmune diseases. And they're often missed and diagnosed. And I see this all the time. I've seen you know, people with psoriasis or people with colitis or people with migraines or people with uh, even diabetes having, having this caused by, by gluten. So I do testing to, to check this out. And you know, on my website, drhyman.com, I have a, a how to work with your doctor guide. It's a how to work with your doctor to get what you need. And if you download that guide, you can actually get to know what exact tests you should do to figure out if you have gluten or celiac issues and, and the right way to do it. Because most doctors just don't know. And, it, and, and so I encourage people as part of my programs to go on a gluten-free diet for two to six weeks because in that time, they'll know if it's causing a problem or not. They'll know how they feel. They know if they have more energy, if they lose weight, if their symptoms get better, if their joints don't hurt. Like I was saying, Larry Summers says, you know, I didn't really believe it, but, you know, my knees were hurting when I played tennis and I stopped eating gluten, they stopped hurting. You know, that's the kind of thing people will know. Hmm. That's amazing because yeah. you were saying earlier that the average result, you know, was that people felt um, were didn't have cravings or uh, things like that within 24 or 48 hours. So... That's right. I mean, it's very quick. If you know how to like turn the dials on biology, which is the power of functional medicine, it's like it's like really a, a new set of, of of lenses we look through to create optimized function in every area of the body. So we optimize nutrition, we optimize gut function, we optimize your immune system, your mitochondria, your energy system, your detox system, etc. And when we do that, you know, we find incredible results very quickly because you know. Most people have never done that. Most people say to me, no, Dr. Hyman, I didn't know I was feeling so bad until I started feeling so good. I didn't, listen, I didn't know this is what I was supposed to feel like. Wow. It feels like the food industry is always staying one step ahead. They'll probably be coming out with, I can't believe it's not gluten right. bread or well, something. Well, they are. I mean, this is a problem. You know, my, 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 one of the most important rules in terms of healthy eating is if it has a health claim on the label, don't eat it, right? Mm. It's diet yeah. this, it's low fat that, it's low sugar this. It's always got a problem, okay? Do not eat anything <laughs> with a health claim on the label. You'll save yourself a lot of heartache and trouble. That is funny and so accurate. I mean, that, that's, that's really good. Yeah, let, 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 you know, we're, we're going to wrap up here in just a minute, and I want to have you talk about uh, where people can go to get your stuff. And, and you have actually a pretty awesome package uh, when people buy your book. They, they get all kinds of cool stuff, so we'll talk about that in just a moment. Uh, I want to ask you, why are there so many out-of-shape Poor advice-giving medical doctors. <laughs> I mean, like you're, you, you know, you're a very famous doctor, uh, and, and you're such an advocate for, you know, health, and you, you've got so many success stories. And you know, there's so many doctors that are just legalized drug dealers. And what is the deal? Well, you mean you mean doctors who are are promoting healthy living who aren't healthy themselves? Is that what you mean? <laughs> Oh yeah, like well, give me an example. Like I, 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 I get an executive physical 
almost every year. And I've gone to different places like, uh, you know, uh, Cooper Clinic and, uh, you know, um, Mayo Clinic. And I, I remember w- one year I, I had a doctor at the Mayo Clinic giving me all kinds of nutritional advice who was totally obese, just clearly out of shape, uh, and really didn't even know what the hell he was talking about. But he yeah. was you know, just a high level. You want doctor. to buy a used and, car from that man, you know? <laughs> right, exactly. And, mm-hmm. and, and it's, it's just, it's fascinating to me because this is not like, you know, an abnormal thing. I mean, I see it all the time, you know, doctors that, you know, dispense advice that they don't follow and ones that are given advice that's just simply not accurate. You know, they may know a lot about drugs and surgery, but it seems they know very little about eating well and, and foods, which is the one thing that all human beings, if they have a little bit of knowledge, can actually, you know, in most cases, completely control and change their lives with. So, well, I mean, listen, wanted... most doctors have no education in nutrition. They get a couple of hours probably talking more about, you know, you know, uh, rickets and, you know, quashiorcor and, you know, xerophthalmia, which is, you know, vitamin deficiency that you see in the third world. You're not learning about obesity-related illnesses or how to use food as medicine. It's just not part of our training. So, you know, I, I sort of in some ways can't fault them, but but in some ways we have to sort of break free of that and begin to change that. So I, at the Institute of Functional Medicine, I'm actually involved in a, building a whole nutrition curriculum. We're treating a fundamentals course, foundations course. We want to give free to every medical student resident in this country because it, over... 10 years for a million bucks, we can actually train every future doctor in basic nutrition. It's going to give them the tools they need to get started and give people the right advice. But yeah, you know, it's, it's really, a it's a problem. We've, we've, we've got to have doctors sort of walking the talk. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, let, let, let's do this because you, uh, you know, you've wrote, written some really awesome books. You've got tens of thousands of people that have joined, you know, your ultra wellness community and uh, so a couple things. Why is a community so important for health? Because you've really set some things up other than just giving people the knowledge and, and how to do it, but you've actually created communities where people can, you know, basically interact. Yeah, I mean, this is so important. We have on our website, the Blood Sugar Solution Community, there's, you know, 30,000, 40,000 people on there. And it's really amazing to see the conversations that happen, the way people help each other, the, the way in which the things really change. I, I just read an article, uh, a new study that came out, that, that if you had kids who were like, let's say, teenagers helping younger kids learn how to eat better and have healthier lifestyles and exercise, they were more likely to do it than if it was an adult who knew more about the subject teaching the kids. So the, the power of peers, the power of peer support is enormous. And I had this insight after I went to Haiti, and I, 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 I thought, you know, Jesus, how Paul Farmer created cures for TB and AIDS in the worst places on the planet by using the power of community health workers, the power of helping each other, by people helping people. So I said, chronic disease is also a social disease, and it needs a social cure. And so I, I met Rick Warren, who came to see me as a patient. He's a pastor of a large church in Southern California, and. I said, Rick, you know, tell me about your church after, you know, we did this checkup. I said, he said, well, I've got like 30,000 people. I'm like, wow. He said, we got 5,000 small groups. I'm like, oh my God, this isn't a mega church. It's thousands of mini churches. I said, why don't we create a healthy living curriculum and put it through the church and see what happens to these small groups? He said, let's do it. So we had a big rally. You got my friend, Dr. Mehmet Oz, another doctor friend of mine, Dr. Amen. We, we together created a rally. We invited people to join. We thought a couple hundred people would show up. 15,000 people showed up. They joined. They lost over a quarter of a million pounds in the first year. 
And they did it by doing it together. And the people who did it together lost twice as much weight as those who did it alone. And it was the power of being accountable, of having support, of having something to talk to, of having something to go shopping with, to cook with, to go exercise with. Those are the power, powerful lessons we learned about this. And it wasn't just about the information. It was really about the power of each other to help each other heal. So getting healthy is really a team sport. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Hmm, well, let's let, let's then give any other questions you have, Dean, because I want to talk about uh, some of the resources that he recommends. Yeah, let's talk about the resources, yeah. Okay, and I want everyone to know that I love marketing. Uh, I am highly recommending everybody immediately buy the book, The Blood Sugar Solution and The Blood Sugar Solution Cookbook. Uh, this is not an affiliate thing. Me and Dean aren't making any money if you go do this. We just want to bring things to our listeners that we know will be life-changing and, and are important. So that's that's why we're doing this. Healthy, wealthy, um, and wise. Yeah, that, that's sort of a new tagline me and Dean have been thinking about, not just teaching people how to make a boatload of money, but actually you know, be real healthy in the process. So um, you have you know, this great cookbook, and uh, there's people that probably follow a lot of your blood sugar solution advice. Uh, I want to first ask, how, how does you know, it enhance everything for someone that's already following your advice or already doing your advice? What, what, what would having a cookbook do for them? Like, how would it be a benefit? Listen, at the end of the day, what I want people to do is change what they're eating. And so I could write about the problems with food all day long. I could give them essays on phytonutrients. I could tell them on the, the power of eating, you know, the right kinds of fat and give them, you know, dissertation on omega-3 fatty acids. But at the end of the day, what matters is what they stick in their mouth. Right. <laughs> so what I realized as a doctor, I can do better for people by making a cookbook and creating it from the right ingredients, made to taste fantastic, made simply... Um, and automatically, without actually even having to think about it, if you just follow the recipes, you will get healthier. You'll automatically fix the problems that you're having without even having to know anything. Just do it. It's like I didn't, I didn't you know, give those folks in the trailer in South Carolina a whole spiel on everything. I just said, hey, make these foods. Eat this way. You, know, don't, you don't have to know everything. Just do it. And it, what really happened was that they loved the food. It was fantastic. And they were able to really transform their health at the same time. So it's sort of, an, it's sort of like stealth health, I call it. Stealth. I like that. Hmm. That's very good. Okay, so they can, they can get these books uh, you know, on Amazon. They can get them with, you know, Barnes & Noble, wherever books are sold. Uh, but if they, what we have, we're going to put a special link on ilovemarketing.com. And when they um, buy the book, you have all kinds of bonuses that when people order this. And so we'd like people to go to I Love. If you're listening to us on iTunes, uh, go to the website, ilovemarketing.com, right with this interview with uh, Dr. Mark Hyman. And by the way, if you don't know the spelling of his name, his website is Dr. Hyman, D-R-H-Y-M-A-N.com. Um, but when people go to the link, um, they're going to get a bunch of stuff. So what is included just for simply investing not only in the cookbook, but you actually have a package. You have a, a really yeah, cool sir, package. You know, we, you know, I, want, I want people to take advantage of the cookbook and use it to transform their health. And to entice them to do it, I'm giving them extra free things to, to make it a little juicier. So if you buy the book, you get uh, free my Ultra Metabolism PBS DVD, which is an explanation of how to have an Ultra Metabolism and boost your metabolism. It's a $50 DVD that's going to be completely free. There's a $20 discount to buy supplements that go with the blood sugar solution. 
if you order over $100, you get a $20 gift certificate to actually buy, buy the supplements and a credit. And that will allow you to use the things, for example, I talked about, like PGX, which is a powerful fiber that helps to cut your appetite, helps you lose weight, reduce your blood sugar and insulin, and helps really feel full and not have cravings. So it's really a wonderful gift. And then there's uh, an exclusive webinar that I'm doing for my 10-day detox diet on food addiction that you'll get, as well as an e-guide on, on the 10 myths that are sabotaging your, waist, your waistline and your health. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. That's a great package. People immediately go get a copy of the Blood Sugar Solution Cookbook. Go click on the link. Uh, what, what are some of your favorite recipes that are uh, in the cookbook? Because there's like uh, I have some fabulous recipes. I mean, my whole food protein shake is great. It's a fabulous way to start the day. It gives you energy all day long, and it's just an incredible whole food protein shake. No fancy powders. All made from real ingredients. I love it. It's fantastic. I have my Dr. Hyman's raw kale salad, which I make with with massage kale with extra virgin olive oil, pine nuts, currant. Delicious salad. Very easy to make. I've I've got you know dark chocolate silk pudding in there as well. I've got a wonderful wow. spicy salmon salad, grilled wild salmon with mustard mint sauce and broccoli, Mexican shrimp ceviche, poached fish, which is my mom's recipe, and a velvety tomato sauce. We have uh, wonderful um, bean dishes. We have fabulous. As, as sort of frittatas, all kinds of vegetable ingredients. We use you know, Asian coleslaw, beef and cabbage cab, casserole, uh, carrots with hot pepper shallots and stir-fry with ginger and garlic. Really wonderful, wonderful dishes that are easy to make and fun and amazing and, and are, just, are just like a, you know, incredible, uh, like deep, wonderful, low glycemic, phytonutrient-rich, energy-boosting food that most importantly, tastes fantastic. That's awesome. Yeah, that's the key. That's the key. So if it tastes it, bad, it, no one's going to eat it. <laughs> right, exactly. And that's why most people don't. So that's more of a reason why, like you mentioned, I, I loved your answer to the cookbook because you can write about food and you can talk about it all day long, but it's like, here you go. Just here's what you eat. Here's what Do you this. eat. Yeah, and, and this this really will change people's lives. So. Uh, Mark, as usual, it's always great uh, talking with you. You're, you're, you're just such such a valuable asset. You're doing so many good things in the world, so really appreciate your work, and we really like sharing and, and recommending um, not only your knowledge uh, but your cookbook and your, your book, The Blood Sugar Solution, to all of our listeners. I hope all of our listeners go and do this. And, uh, and, and if, if you found this uh, interview, this, this conversation we've had, extremely valuable, and you know someone in your life, which everybody does, Please post this on any social media. Share it with uh, anyone that you think would benefit from it because uh, this is a gift that we'll always give back and uh, tell other people about it because this is so important, um, especially for children. Uh, any famous last words, Mark? I mean, if someone yeah, really uh, listens and takes action on what we've talked about today, a, a year from now, what what could they expect uh, well, their health and their life to be like? What what, what would be? Well, some I of hope the, it's going to be great. But here's what I would say, and I thank you, Dean and, and Joe, for hosting me and letting me share my thoughts and ideas. But the way I see it is that 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 we have to cook our way out of this mess. That we have to take back our health one kitchen at a time. That cooking is a revolutionary act that will transform not only our health, but the health of the planet at the same time because it has broad implications of what we're eating. And it's a way of connecting with others, connecting with ourselves, connecting with our families. And it's really a way of bringing back our, our social and connections and community. So it's got huge implications. Cooking is a revolutionary act, and I want everybody out there to help me start this cooking revolution. And start simply... Pick a couple of recipes, invite a few friends over, have a great meal. And you know what? Teach someone else to cook. 
teach your kids, teach your friends. Start something simple, but every one of us has the power to change what's happening in America. The fork is the biggest revolutionary implement that we can possibly use to take down the food industry and create a new industry that creates real food for real humans. Awesome. Mm. Awesome. Thank Thanks you. so much, um, Mark. Thanks so much, yeah. Dean. Thanks, Joe. This is great. You're welcome. And everyone, check out the link at ilovemarketing.com and go do it now. It's that important. And, uh, and uh, give us your comments. Let us know what this did for you. Thank you.